Welcome to another edition of Tag the Roll. This is your host, Mark Schindler. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, colleague, and friend, Jake Rosen. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm very excited to be here. I haven't, I'm always excited for episodes, but this one I'm especially excited for. Uh, grassroots basketball has been yeah. a long passion of mine, and now we are finally seeing you dip your toe <laughs> or into the we'll call it pool of grassroots basketball um and i'm very excited to talk about it it's been an eventful past couple of weeks with everything in full swing and we have a lot to get into yeah no it's uh it's kind of awesome i was very weary to jump into it um and i kind of got nudged by multiple people including you and uh i love it it is very fun i went i went out to indianapolis for uaa which we'll get into later um it's very overwhelming at first going in and like just having 12 courts with live games on the entire, like, you know, I was there for 12 hours and I think I watched like, I mean, I watched like 11 games in full and then I saw like, you know, it's, it was a lot, but it was very fun. Very cool. I have a lot to break down from that, but um, I am very in, I'm very in on grassroots. It's kind of cool. Cause like, I don't know, like I, I thought at first, like, Oh, this is going to be too much, but now I just feel like I'm starting to get to a point where, not that like obviously I want to get as many reps and no and seeing as much of from a guy as possible, of course. But like now, I don't know, when you see somebody who like just for instance, we're gonna talk about Jarris Walker today. Like I saw him, I think twice last year, and I almost felt like, oh, it's not enough, like this, that. And then I watch him this year, and like you I get it now. Like I kind of understand a little bit more of being able to keep track of things pre-college. Um, and helping build that basis for where you're going because like seeing where a guy like Jarris was last year compared to this year is like mm-hmm. insane. So uh, yes, this is very cool. I'm very in. Can I? Did, did you hear about the big news first and foremost? Which is the most important part of the, Brandon Murray's going to Georgetown. So oh, uh, that's, that's all that matters. I um, can't believe we're leading. You might crack that. double digit wins next year. We'll see. Um, shameless. <laughs> you want to start with that's hoops. absolutely shameless. Yeah, let's start with hoops of it. Um, I, I guess what is what is your main takeaway or or main point you want to hit on as we start hoop summit? I mean, first of all, really entertaining basketball game. Um, shit ton of talent on both sides. The world team was super fun. They had a mix of actual world players and then American world or players that are playing in high schools and AAU, which was honestly cool to see them in a different setting going against the team USA and all that. So I had a joy. It was joy watching this game. Fast paced. Guys making shots, uh, good showings on both sides. And I think we're going to talk about that. I feel like we should leave with Montero because yep. this is the first non-OTE setting he's been in for a draft valuation. I don't want to take too much from one game. And I actually think it was rather represent. It was like, it was Montero game. Um, he made he made shots from deep, made a couple of good reads in the pick and roll. Nothing special as a passer. I thought his frame really showed that he's small Um, and he was, he looked very small on the court, not just height wise, but slender, not a ton of muscle. Uh, And I think that showed Trey would have looked massive standing next to him, which was like, that stood out. Trey Young would have looked massive standing next to him. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, no, he's small. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I liked his pace and I, I, he was confident as hell. Uh, He was not rattled from the jump was beating to his own drum, got to his spots. I, I thought it was a good showing from him. I, I definitely think it's something that could help him come draft time. I don't think it's like this incredible performance to write home about. Not that we should be doing that off one game anyways, but I do think like he did his job in this game. Yeah, no, I mean, like uh, he had a couple of nice passes. Um, like like you said, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there was anything 
insane. Um, but he had like a really nice, like kind of, it wasn't behind the back, but like had like a shifting body control yeah. pass. I really liked, um, I thought he, I mean, he tried to compete defensively, but just, yeah, that especially considering that there was not exactly a small guard from the U S team that you could really put him on. Um, this was not a game for him defensively. Um, how do you feel about the shot? Like he took stuff off the dribble, looked pretty comfortable doing it. Like, I think, um, not to answer my own question, but I, again, I need to see more of OT in general. I haven't really watched them. I watched the Thompson brothers a little bit this last week, um, because I finally got forced to, and it was amazing. Um, but like, I need to watch more of him to have like a more definitive evaluation, but unless he's like an insane, insane off the dribble shooter, I'm not sure where to be at with him right now. The, I, so it looks really good. Like aesthetically, he, it's compact form. He's comfortable off the bounce. The numbers are really not good, uh, which is kind of unfortunate because I'm with you. I think he needs to be a big time off the dribble shooter because the finishing issues are going yeah. to become more. You saw it already more, in this game, especially. Yeah, you saw it in this game and it's become, they're going to become more exponential against NBA size and even just wings digging against him in the second layer before he even gets to the rim. Uh, it's, the size is going to be a big hindering factor. Um, so I definitely think the shot has to be there at a pretty high level to return some plus value. But And unfortunately, the numbers aren't quite there yet. Yeah. Um, I think you want to talk about Cam Whitmore? Yes, I would love to talk about Cam Whitmore. Who um, yeah, I thought I thought Cam Whitmore was the best part on the floor um, for this game. I, I, let me think. It, yeah, it's probably him. Yeah, he was really – I mean, he was really impressive. Um, best play. I mean, he had the best play of the game as far as I'm concerned. The uh, Yamantero tried to pull the chair on him when he posted him up and he had like this body control finish. I was like, oh, OK. Um, I was like, that is very not Villanova. I'm like, most of the time, if you Villanova somebody like that, they're going to have to pound <laughs> dribble and then go up. But like Cam like just felt the chair moving and he's like, oh, OK, I'm just going to like jump backwards and like throw this up and it's going to go right in. I was like, OK, that was nice. Um, if like if Cam is shooting, things get very, very scary because he can attack as an ancillary handler. I'd like to see the handle tighten up a little bit. Uh, it's been one of my bigger concerns with his game, but he is an absolute monster athlete, power, frame, super strong. He was just bodying dudes when, when he was driving and getting into the paint and then ridiculous vertical leaper and will jump with anyone and everyone. Fearless above the rim. And if he's shooting like that, that to then open up his slashing game and allow him to really be an ancillary attacker who can space the floor and then leverage the slashing with hard, like real closeouts, it, he has some real, real upside. Yeah. No, I, I agree. He was really fun to watch. What is he, like 6'6", six, six, I'm guessing? I, six, 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 seven. Like, I think he's a three. I think yeah, he's a no, real for sure. That's what I was thinking watching him. Um, Especially with the frame as well. I, I don't I think he's big enough to be a, a three and guard real wings. Yeah, the announcers compared him to Sadiq Bay, and I just like totally didn't really see that. Um he it's felt not, much more athletic. Um yeah, that's not a comp. So, yeah, I those I, are two I, I those are two Villanova guys. Yeah, those are just two Villanova guys from the DMV. That that would not yeah. be my comp. <laughs> yeah, that makes two of us. Um it was kind of funny watching him, like obviously. The, the vertical is, is different, but he kind of reminded me of watching Moses Moody, but if he had 30 pounds of muscle on him or something like that, uh, which is like an odd comp, but like, I don't know. That's just, that was the first thought I had watching. Like, ah, interesting. But yeah, he's, he's really fun. I want to talk about Jairus because we kind of mentioned him in initially in the pot. Actually, 
Let's save Jarrett's for the yeah, IMG stuff. For IMG. I, okay. Um, um, you want to talk about Amari Bailey for a Oh, okay. Amari Bailey. Let's do, yeah, we can do Amari Bailey. What did you think of him? Um, because I wasn't I wasn't sure what to think of him. So I want to be very careful with Amari because he hasn't played a lot of basketball over the past 18 months. He's someone I'm rather unfamiliar with at this stage, which is very unusual for a kid who's been a consistent top five prospect since his freshman year of high school. And I'm just not really familiar with his developments, the strides he's made recently. It does very much look like he's getting his feet wet again and um, easing back into things. There are growing pains. I the athleticism doesn't pop as much as I'd like it to is kind he of had a, I was going to point that thing. out. Um, he had like a kind of odd below the rim finish um, yep. in transition. Like not to say that that like means everything, but like it looked like he was jumping uh, with like not full force, but like it was just one where I'm like, if I'm six, five, like I can't think of many guys who are six, five that aren't watching that if they don't have the opportunity. And that sounds like very like coach speak being annoying or something, but I, I don't know. It, it definitely stood out for me, but like you mentioned, um, some of the off the dribble shot stuff he did was like was really nice. He had the really nice fall away. Um, a couple of really good moments uh, in isolation, but I would really like to see what he could do more as a passer. Um, but yeah, he was, he was definitely interesting, but I, I, like you mentioned, I want to see more of him too. I'm really interested to see what his role looks like next year. The thing with Amari is that, and um, good friend Zach Milner has been very much on the record about this. When Amari was playing on the Sierra Canyon team with Zaire and BJ, he was the main creator and driver of offense in the half court. He's he is more of an off guard, in my opinion, because I don't think he's like breaking down the defense from a standstill. And I think he's someone who would, you would much rather be operating second side stuff rather than initiating the offense. But I'm very curious to see one what that UCLA team looks like next year. How many guys they bring back? Because that's unfortunately like Payne Watson. It was very good, but he also just got squeezed because they brought everyone back. I'm really interested what his reps look like next year because that's his. That's going to be even more meaningful for him, kind of more so than any other top prospect because like we haven't seen Amari play. Uh, there's some high school stuff from this year when he came back, but no AAU. He was hurt for a long time. It's. It's been an odd trajectory for someone who I felt like really comfortable with when he was a freshman and sophomore to now where I'm like, I don't know where the strides have been. Not because I don't know that they've been made because I just haven't seen it. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Again, someone, someone we're really going to track next year. Um, yeah. Who else stood out for you on the world team? I, so I liked Omaha, but I want to talk, I want to save, we'll yeah, save, save Omaha for, for Link. later. Do you have uh, any Johan, thoughts on Leonard Miller? Oh, yes. Leonard, how, did I, how did I just go right past him? I freaking love Leonard Miller. <laughs> He's very I'm not cool. sure how high I am on him, yeah. but I love the experience. He is the audacity. I love it so much. Um, he's like, say, he's like, looks like a legit 6'10", right? He's like really big. And he is like, for Leonard Miller, PD just wrote about him. As, and like, I think he called him like Funk Master Supreme, which <laughs> checks out. Uh, just this 6'10", relentless downhill slasher. Just had like a behind the back drop off to relocating Montero. Like just does super fun things. Bites off way more than he can chew at oh, times yeah. is is like kind of going to be the nicest way I'm going to put it. Where he'll just drive like that same downhill relentless slashing stuff can kind of be a double-edged sword at times as he'll just throw himself into the defense. 
the shooting is really unorthodox. The form, like a super low release, but he made shots. Um, it low key I, looks like uh, I, I, this is a terrible reference that nobody's going to get, but there's this guy who used to be a really good boxer named Jermaine Taylor, who used to throw every single every single straight punch was like it literally looked like he was like winding up to fire a bow and arrow and that's what Leonard Miller looks like when he's shooting yeah uh it's kind of dope but it's like it's like Wes Matthews celebration after hitting a three but while yeah. shooting a three and it's kind of I mean no. it, it went in so it looked nice uh Leonard I, I'm so Leonard is someone who might be in the 2022 draft and this I don't want to extrapolate based on one game I definitely want to see more but he's someone that I think could be a late riser just because of the oh, yeah. wide array of, of skills that he brings to the table I could see a team talking themselves into maybe reining him in and utilizing the, the creation and ball skills in spurts rather than just employing him uh, to go out and run but yeah he's super interesting I, I loved him he was entertaining as hell in this game yeah he was funny too because like you mentioned he had a really nice pass he uh he drove from left wing met a double um like just before the paint and had like immediate immediate drop off to i, I think yeah. it was felix akpara um who we are going to talk about i, I love felix akpara um but yeah no like the 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 passing flash is really fun i like his feel um considering you know just where he is as a player um the handle is all over the place it reminded yeah. <laughs> me of watching, like, I was like, oh, I'm watching James Booknight from last year, but this guy is 6'10 instead of 6'3. So it's like, I mean, there are moments where his handle's legit, like, coming up to his chin, and he's 6'10, uh, which was wild to watch. But he also, like, he has a really funky shake with the ball. Like, he can, he, like, I don't know, he kind of goes side to side while he's going forwards, like, a little bit of that Seattle-ness in him um, that I really enjoyed. So he's, yeah, definitely, definitely somebody I want to watch more. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Nick Smith because, boy, is Nick Smith one of my favorite players in the high school, probably my favorite player in the high school class. Combo guard who scores the hell out of the ball, uh, was big time in EYBL as a shooter, incredible float game, ridiculous touch, and has made some super like super big strides as a pl uh, playmaker. And that was on full display. He had a great screen rejection, got into the paint, took his time, good pace, and like had to kick out to Grady Dick. Obviously one play, but when there's so many guys and only one game, you kind of have to take what you can get from these one or two possessions that these guys get to operate on the ball. But Nick is awesome. And someone I'm going to be very high on for next year's draft. I, I, that's not like a burning hot take anymore. I, consensus is kind of caught up to that. But I've thoroughly enjoyed watching him over the past 12 months, and uh, he was good in this game. Yeah, he's what, like about 6'4", 6'3", 6'4"? I think 6'4". Okay. I think six four, and as we talked about, super hunched. So yeah. if you can maybe fix that posture, maybe you get an extra half an inch, maybe even a full inch. Who knows? Uh, yeah, could legit be a six five combo. Definitely, but he, uh, yeah, no, he was fun. Like like you mentioned, some of the paint touches and, and craft that he had, I was a big fan of. The only thing that I, I don't know if you hit on that I really like too. Um, there are some moments where I'm like, ah, is this kind of like going to be a late pass? And then I'm, and then he like throws the pass, and it's so sudden where it kind of just like makes up for it that he holds it for an extra half second. Um, like he had a pass. I want to say it was to Kalel where um, it looked like he was going to drive into and take a floater, but then like did a jump stop and 
through with like a one-handed pass overhead. I'm pretty sure Khalil dropped it. Um, but <laughs> regardless, it was it was sick. It was a very sick pass. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, like just the, that that quickness that he did in a lot of his passes was was really cool to see. So again, Arkansas is going to be awesome next year, especially like has Jalen Williams announced he's coming back or not? Because he's, he's testing, testing the waters. waters. He's testing the waters. I think the early entrance deadline is soon. Yeah, I should probably know soon. when that is. But I, yeah, if he comes back, that team is awesome. Even if he doesn't, those the, the recruiting class of Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, we're going to talk about later, and Nick. Can we, is, can we talk about Anthony Black? Incredible. Actually, he didn't do yeah, a ton of this game, but that block he had on Jean Montero was yeah, awesome. big time block. He pinned the shit out of I, it, and it was like very in control too. So I I love the Arkansas fit for Anthony Black because. He kind of got billed as a point guard. Oh my god, the lights just totally shut off in the study room. Whatever, I'll fix that. Um, <laughs> he, so he got billed as this creator and lead guard. And when he was playing with his team, his independent AU team, he was the primary. I don't think that's his optimal role. Instead, you have like a wing who can space off the ball and be a very like a plus plus complimentary handler. Obviously the shootings have to come along, but the idea of him playing off of guys like Walsh and Nick Smith, who are going to eat up paint touches and just consistently send the defense in rotation for then Anthony black to just be an advantage maintainer and continue to carve it up on closeout attacks and things of that nature. It's awesome. They're going to be super, super fun. And the defense as well. Like you hit on it. Yeah. The, the block, defense was really fun. Should have a ton of positional versatility at the point of attack and just, is a really intelligent basketball player and just finds a way to make an impact. And I think that was on display in Hoop Summit, even though like he didn't score, I just made plays. Yeah, no, exactly. Also, it's very funny. Jake looks like he's in the middle of Ghost Hunters right now. Um, yeah, and now we, we fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. It's too bad this is not a live show. Um, yeah. Uh, do we want to hit on anyone else? Do you want to hit on Kalel Ware? We, we've mentioned him a few times. We haven't fully hit on him. Yeah, Kalel center one, in my opinion, really skilled wild vertical athlete a shooter already and knocked down two jumpers one of them like a pretty deep three uh in like as a trailer Kalel is really fun and uh, I'm really interested to see him at Oregon next year how much is he shooting how real is the volume how much of a green light is he gonna get he just does some wild coordination stuff uh, like obviously you spoke met on like spoke about the hands, but just like his body control as a leaper is pretty nuts. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how the touch and the offense continue to get refined, making decisions on like the short roll and getting to spots when he isn't just like catching and shooting or catching and dunking is going to be a big thing for me. But I think Kaleo is someone I'm really, really intrigued with for next year. Yeah, definitely. I don't really have anything else out. And this is my first time seeing him. He didn't play a ton in the game. So um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, did you want to hit anybody else from this game? Um, we can talk Grady a little bit just because we're not going to because Grady true Sunrise only played one game and they lost. So Grady wasn't really on the docket. He didn't play well at uh, at um, Geico. I'm just blanking mm-hmm. on that. I think the lack of space creation kind of showed there wasn't making shots, but he was good here. Um, made threes. Is how do you feel about the mechanics? I'm a big fan of of the two motion high release. It's really narrow though. Um, it looked smooth when he took it. I'm not like a jump shot expert. I need to dive into it yeah. more. Um, but I liked it. Like the, or, I mean, the one pat, one pass. Jeez, the the shot he had off of the Nick Smith uh, paint mm-hmm. touch. I really enjoyed that. It was nice. 
Um, he's again, like somebody like his, his handle doesn't feel all over the place, but he definitely has some shake uh, without yeah. like, you, but like you mentioned, like not really creating a lot of separation. Um, I'm interested to see what he looks like in Kansas next year. Uh, I, I like to fit a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I, I feel like he's definitely somebody who I want to see factory more as like a secondary wing after watching him um, and just kind of see how things go as he, he grows into his body more. Um, but yeah, they definitely, I uh, want to see how he shoots it as time. Yeah, oh, well, sure. The shooting's real. The shooting, like the shooting in the high in the high school season, was pretty nuclear, especially mm-hmm. at a couple of the NIBC stops. So he's going to shoot the hell out of the ball, and he's a pretty good wing athlete. But as you said, it's and like he can make some passes, but it's about the handle and like getting to spots on the floor when he gets run off the line. Yep, definitely. Um, the only other note I really have, like. Kyle Filipowski was awesome attacking the offensive glass, but he missed like everything, um, right. which I know is not indicative of what his game is at normally. Uh, but yeah, P- for anybody who has not watched him, definitely uh, read PD's piece on him. Uh, it was very good. Um, did you have anything you want to add? Duke, the Duke front court is going to be <laughs> going to be insane. interesting next year. No, no, I I actually don't. I'm I'm a little skeptical. Well, insane, like to see how it develops. I mean, like I don't I don't yeah. really know what to think of it um because it's, it's gonna him be, and Derek it, Lively correct him and Lively yeah it's we'll see let's wait and see on that one um, okay let's pivot to Geico because Geico was a ton of fun I thought it was really high level basketball the teams were great a lot of top top high-end prospects so let's get into it you want to start with Link because I think we both were like Link is so much yeah I texted fun. you in the middle, like halfway through watching my first game. I was like, this is the best coach high school basketball team I've ever seen. They're awesome. They ran like an Absolutely X play awesome. for a lob out of an ATO. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like uh, it was, it was awesome. Like they were very fun to watch. Um, I love their brand of basketball. Um, I guess we can start with Jordan Walsh because he's sick. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> he's so good, man. Like, uh, he picked up some fouls early and got into foul trouble in this game because he's physical as shit. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, getting to the interior, the dump-offs he's making, kick-aheads, um, every the stride like, length as a slasher you can make. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the slashing is wild. But, like, also the um, – I mean, like, some of the – like, he had, what, like four or five dunks in this game? It felt like more even. Oh um, mm-hmm. yeah, so let's just say Oak Hill's defense was not very tight in the, in the first <laughs> half. Uh, first quarter, I should say. I mean, first half overall. But they got they got better as time went on. But the first quarter was ugly. Like, I thought Link was just going to run away with the game and it was going to be a repeat of Mott for Oak from earlier in the year. Um, but, Bringing up I mean, old his, his handle is really good. Uh, his handle is really tight. His ability to get – I mean, his first step is, is not, like, crazy. But he has just, like, really – like you mentioned, the stride length is really good. And it's good enough along with the handle that he just ate in the paint in that first game um how do you feel about anything outside of at room finishing though so the jumper is going to be one of the bigger develop i think it's one of the bigger swing skills in the 2023 class as a whole because if he's shooting even at like a respectable clip he does not even need to be like an above average shooter just an average shooter i think is enough when we're talking about his combination of the slashing stuff in, in like when parlayed with the tools is a wild combination like eats paint touches is gets above the rim can finish through contact is a wild athlete he's just a really really fun player but the shooting is a big swing skill the defense is 
he's a monster he's at the point of attack. He's very like, good. Absolute monster. He was giving guys absolute fits and a really fluid vertical athlete. The wingspan, the frame, strength, he has all of it. And just when we're always looking for these, and we can say like, oh, point of attack defense doesn't matter because Paul George is going to do what Paul George does. And like, I actually disagree, especially like when you get to a certain level of guys who can get in their space and just make things that much more difficult. I'm not saying Jordan, I'm like not like anointing Jordan Walsh as next wing yeah. stopper, but when you look at the foundation of tools and lateral quickness and like functionality of said tools is a pretty intriguing bet uh, to be an absolute yeah. force on defense. One thing I would add on that, first of all, to anyone who does think that, please just watch the Indiana Pacers this year and try and tell me that. Otherwise, <laughs> um, but the uh, no, I, I think it's it's always an interesting debate. Like I think it always has to be a mix of both. Like team defense can make up for some point of attack issues, um, or like as somebody getting beat. Like, I think having a really good team defense allows you to be more aggressive, which is why Link works. Like, that's one of the things I want to ask you, too. Where are you at with his stamina? Because I know that's a, that's a weird question to bring up, but he got tired, like, very notably um, in this game. And I think part of that, too, just to be fair, like, Link plays, like, balls to the wall 24-7. Um, like, they're always looking for, for, for transition opportunities. They're pressing the shit out of you on defense. Um, but, I mean, like, not that I think it's anything to be concerned about, but what did you think of that? Yeah, what one thing I will one thing I will note is, and I've always kind of laughed at the timing of these two things. And he wasn't the only guy who did this, so like I don't want to make excuses. But yeah. McDonald's week is exhausting for these guys, and it's I think McDonald's week this year was like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or maybe it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Practices, media day, games, constantly on the move, events with all those guys. It's a tiring and draining week to then get on a flight and play in a ridiculously competitive high school basketball tournament. I'm not making excuses. Guys do it every single year. And Derek did it. Uh, probably Blake Keontae did it. Uh, Jairus, all these other guys had the same week. But I do want to make note of like, there are some other factors that led into sure. that. But I, I don't know. It's something to keep note on for sure. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, it was just, it was definitely something that stood out. So I wasn't really, I, I don't know. It was, it's just something that you take note of for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think, do you want to hit on anything else with him? Other, I mean, like just the, the passing, like, I don't think we can hit enough how good the passing is. Yeah. Um, like he didn't, I don't think he threw any skips or anything, but I don't really care. Like yeah. the stuff that he's doing, like he threw a lob from like just, just over half court. And it was, like, I think it was to Felix Akbara. But again, we get to talk about it. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, the the touch he has on lobs, the touch he has, uh, I mean, just touch and timing that he has on the passes too, like bounce passes, um, pocket passes. Like it was, it was on full display this game. It was very fun. Do you have any major Julian Phillips takeaways? Because he's the, he's the other fellow five-star and yeah. I watched Link play three games and I still don't really have a great feel for his game. So I was yeah. curious if you had any major takeaways. I'm trying to remember. Let me go find my note that I had for him because he that was kind of my first thing. When I, I always go in and I write down the roster in my notes just so I have like, you know, I have the numbers and names and everything. And I also know like what prospect level they are. Um, where is my Julian Phillips take? I see what's weird. I didn't even have that many notes on Julian Phillips in this game. That's kind of what I'm getting. At. I didn't think but that it, he was so bad. my one thing. No, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. And like, but my one thing, so one thing I will take away was he showcased some nice shot versatility, whether it was off like baseline out of bounds, curls, 
they were mostly long twos and the shooting looks really smooth. Like he looks the part of a yeah. five-star wing. I just didn't really get a feel for the overall skill set and the production, so, obviously. So I was here was my thing. Um I at, he drew contact a ton. I think he got to the line like six or seven times in this game. Um he did I don't think he got an and one on any of those. Um, which that's not the worst thing of all time, but also I it did like a lot of them felt like really rough misses. Like, yes, he's good at drawing contact, but I need to see him finish at the rim. Um, that's something that I want to watch out for more. Um, especially as he where is he playing again? He's uncommitted because he, okay. he was, oh, yeah, he was going LSU to kid. LSU, him and him and Devin yeah. Marie. Uh yeah, but no, I definitely like I'm interested by him, but yeah, I agree with you. I think there were moments where he kind of floated in this game on on either end, and I want to see more. Um he definitely felt a lot more like a four than a wing to me in watching him. And I like, cause I, I saw him like, he definitely has some room to, to add size and, and weight to his frame. Um, I want to see, I want to see what that looks like in the future, but he's definitely interesting for sure. Can we talk Mahal? about Felix Akpar now? Please. Oh, you want to talk about, <laughs> I you talk can about... talk about <laughs> you go I your, He you was like legit. Your... Well, <laughs> he was legit. Like I thought almost the second best prospect in this game. Um, like that Which might game sound are we talking the Oak Hill link game. So we're we're putting between Oko and Link, nah, maybe not. I mean, Judo was really nah, good. Not there. So yeah, fine, fine, fine. Uh, he was the <laughs> best big prospect in the game. We, we can go that far. I thought okay. So that's what I'll say. I thought. Um, I mean, he was probably the second best uh, on the world team for me. Um, so yeah, he is so fluid for somebody his size. Like he's, I think he's listed at six eleven, and he looks like it. he's got massive wingspan too. Um, Going to Ohio State next year, he had like his so he had kind of the opposite issue of Kalel, where like he caught everything, like he did not drop a single pass. Um, he actually had a couple of nice like wraps around the rim if he got walled off. Um, I don't think like that he's going to be like a, a post hub or anything like that, but it's nice to see like somebody who does draw to is able to make it pass out. Um, didn't really take attempt any jumpers, but the free throw looks pretty clean. Um defensively though he was fantastic in this game like he was so good he had a couple of really nice recovery plays but then still is getting out and making secondary and tertiary stops um he was good at not fouling he's good at just getting straight up vertically um the rebounding is really good too he floats well in space uh to open himself up in the paint um he had a really nice catching go too it was from like about 18 feet out so you know taking a note like he's not a guy who is a shooter right now is not going to get attack get those but like i still think it's useful if you can be um if you're away from the basket and you catch the ball and you can put together one or two dribbles and get to the rim and finish like that's impressive um he was really impressive in this game and it, i'm excited to see what he looks like at ohio state next year because i want to say was key a senior this year Either he was no. a senior this year. Okay. I know he's an he's, upperclassman. He's my age. No, he's my age. Oh, he's your he's age. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but, but EJ Liddell is obviously. I'm pretty sure. Younger, so, like, yeah, I EJ's out. He was there. Was, uh, I'll look it up. But um, regardless, like, he's going to have an opportunity for minutes because I, I want to say Kyle Young's going to be gone too now. Um, so, there's definitely minutes in that front court for him. And I just want to see how he can round out the rest of his game because I wouldn't say that he's a low field guy at all. Um, like he really knew where to be. Um, I want to see if he can add some more ball skills because he is fluid. Like he's that I know I said it already, but he is very fluid. Um, I just want to see more of what that looks like. And you were right, Zed Key was a sophomore this year. I don't know what I'm talking about, but they have like a million seniors on this team. So uh yeah, he's gonna get a lot of time next year.
I don't really have a ton to add. That was kind of your love letter. To <laughs> that was my love letter. The two, the two things I will harp on is one Ohio State is a fun ass recruiting class coming in with yeah. him, Bruce Thornton, and Bryce Sensiball. Really fun group. And two, I love the point that you made with the difference. I think this gets underrated sometimes. The value of having a big that can catch, take one or two dribbles, and then finish rather than just catching and finishing. And I think that's something that gets wildly underrated when we're evaluating bigs because it's something that you would think is so minuscule, yet it's a, I find personally that it's a if you big can't differentiator. Take, yeah, it, it is a, it's a massive differentiator. Like this is, um, it's not this simple, like part of it is injuries and whatnot, but like it's a big reason why Nerlens Noel has struggled uh, recently. Like, he same thing with like as good as Mitchell Robinson is. I was literally really struggling. Exactly where like, I was going. You have that's to be exactly where that high a level of defender to still warrant that like like starters minutes. And I'm not saying that he's going to be a guy who, who warrants starters minutes. We have a lot of evaluation before we get to that. Um, but I, I'm right there with you. Like I think it's so important to be able to do something with the ball other than than just finish it. Um, Absolutely. Well, yeah. Who do you I, want to hit on now? Let's talk about Omaha. Yeah, Omaha is very real to me. I have a lot so, of question marks. I think I it was more like I wanted to ask you more about him because I but like that's kind of that's kind of the thing for yeah. me is like he's trying all of this new shit and expanding his arsenal and just being super ambitious. But I don't think it's I don't think he's being irresponsible in dabbling in these areas. I just think he's pushing the boundaries, which is what I love to see from someone who I think is an ultimate four, but could maybe toe the line between like a big, big wing, but he's a big time. It's the link. Our link analysis is going to sound so redundant because it's ridiculous wing athlete budding skill set. But like, that's why they're so fun is that they just have so many of these guys that all fit together, but throw some Omaha questions at me. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, it was kind of funny because watching him, uh, obviously I think different, like, how do you feel about his feel right now? Like, I feel like it's, it's solid. Like not, I don't like, I wouldn't say he's low feel, but I also wouldn't yeah. say he's high feel. Yeah, I think again, I think like, I think the feel and the playmaking is probably the biggest, like it's probably the most representative facet of his game as to what I'm talking about with him experimenting. Like there's some good things. There's some bad things. There's some like, Ooh, we probably shouldn't do that again. And then he won't do it again. Like, I yeah. think he's really learning and I like the context a lot because He's getting some attacking opportunities, but it's not like just roll the ball out and let him run wild. It's like attacking off of a pop or attacking off of a closeout or catching the mid post and then ripping to get downhill. These are situations where he's going to be able to rock out when the skill set is refined and the vision is actualized. So I think like I just I'm a big fan of the reps that he's getting. Yeah, he low key kind of reminded me of Jairus from last year. In watching him, yeah. like very, I think there are a lot like, of similarities, different guys, but, but like a lot of like I think you better, could tell, but, yeah, but better, yeah. It was like uh, watching him. I was like, this is like uh, somebody who's like creating their my team character, and you're they're not done yet, but you can see like the foundation starting to build out. Um, I like the comfortability with which he got to some face up stuff. Um, you could see though, like there were uh, in the world game, uh, not world game, in the in hoop summit, like he he had like a really nice uh. Um, drive into a size up on the left wing, but then part of it was slipping, but also his handle was a little bit loose and he lost the ball, went out of bounds. That was the thing for him, like slipping on this. Yes, everybody was slipping in both <laughs> these games. Uh, I think Jordan Walsh slipped like four times in this literally fight. everywhere. That, there, that court was just wet. Um, but like, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, you can definitely see the entry because, like, you, like you mentioned, he's not just doing shit to do it. Like, um, it feels like 
like a lot of there were a couple times where I thought he went like a little bit like, I'm like eh, I don't know about this one but I was there in Hoop Summit as well by the way yeah. like he he had like he had like a long two early clock pull up and was like yeah like it's a little over I was like if you're gonna do that one just be like an extra six inches behind because there's also that yeah there's also that <laughs> but but the comfort with what she was doing stuff yeah. was really cool to see so with the Jairus thing, and I will say we're going to talk about Jairus. I think Jairus showed more as a playmaker, even in like junior and sophomore years, while he was like a wild boy on the ball. But I think Omaha is, I think Omaha is more of like a downhill slasher yeah. wire to score. So the, what do you think about the jump shot from Omaha? Um, I'm curious. Uh, I really like his free throw form. Like it looks good. Um, it looks pretty clean. Um the jumper in general, like, I don't really know. I don't have like a ton of thoughts on it. Like the it doesn't look bad. The pick it, and pop really three he had. He had like a pick and pick and pop three to open up the game. Um, yep. I was like, oh, okay, because I had no like I had no idea what he was like <laughs> coming into this game. I was like, okay, he can hit threes. Interesting. Um, and yeah, no, like I don't I don't have like a ton of thoughts on it. Uh, but yeah, where are you at with it? No, I think it looks. I think it looks relatively fluid. The volume is something I'm definitely going to monitor, and of yeah. course, the makes and all that stuff. Because he but didn't I don't, take one in Hoop Summit, did he? Yeah, I I don't know if he took one, maybe one, but not again, like not a super high volume. So definitely something I'm going to monitor. Hopefully, he's getting him up in UIBL. He didn't play in the first session with Mocan because he was out at Hoop Summit. So he's probably the guy I'm most excited to see, but in live period two for in UIBL. But moving on to, uh, we got to give a crazy. Uh, Trey Green shout out dude he was fun he was very fun uh I you texted me about it. I was going to text you first um the shooting is very real like he dude, takes awesome. good shit off the dribble he had a yep. I, I like first noted him down I'm trying to remember who flew by him but he did like a sidestep dribble as somebody closed out from like in transition pretty much and hit like a pretty nasty off the dribble three he did some stuff off relocation and then he had this pass too, where he drove baseline and like uh, almost like 180 to deliver somebody the ball who was <laughs> running into the paint. I'm pretty sure it was Jordan Walsh. And I was like, this is sick. I'm very in. Uh, I don't like uh, Jake and I don't mean as like, I like, I would be surprised as an NBA prospect, but like this guy's going to be a very good college guard. Yes. Very good college guard. And again, with Moken uh, this summer, he popped to me when I watched Link Sunrise in like February. Just the touch is pretty off the charts and wild. Yeah, he has some, really has some floaters, like had some good floaters. Struggles at the rim as a lot of small gunning guards do. So again, it's not perfect. And I'd like the playmaking to kind of take another leap. But in terms of just a, a big time guard shooter with a ton of touch, who is just the perfect spark plug for them off the bench? I'd like to see him start. Uh, but well, yeah, and he, I mean, like he'll play. start this next year, right? Because he's, yeah. he's a twenty twenty three guy. So he's a yeah, he's a tw- yeah, he's yeah. a junior. So I again different lens to evaluate because I don't, I would, I don't necessarily envision him as an NBA guy long term. But want to give him a shout out. Really, yeah. really fun and good guard. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, is there anybody else we wanted to hit from the Link team? That was it for oh, me. Oh wait, wait, okay. Do you have any Terrace Reed thoughts? Harris Reed Jr., I should say, going to Michigan. Uh, He's uh, definitely something I want to see. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what he looks like in Michigan. He had some some fun stuff defensively, I will say. He had like a really nice switch out yeah. on a hedge and recovered. He shows some really interesting skills. Um, but definitely, you know, he's an undersized big, so it's just going to depend. Um, want to see more for sure. Um, just wanted to shout him out really quick. Do I want anyone else? You want, All right, well, let's talk about Oak Hill. Um, about Oak Hill. You want to leave with Judah Mitz? 
their best prospect, in my opinion. Yep. I've been fighting this fight for the entire year. Judah is Judah's really interesting because it's a unique archetype. He the shooting splits are really good. He just doesn't take a lot of threes. And I would just need to see him take a lot more. I think a lot of that is because like his mechanics, his release is a little bit slow. It doesn't have a ton of versatility. Kind of he's a time and space shooter, but the slashing has always been wild. Like he's plays like a 2000 like twos guard. He's just like really comfortable in the mid-range, has really good touch on mid-range pull-ups and floaters, and then just is a free throw rate tank. Uh, and the big development that I want to talk about was the playmaking, which was re- which really popped in the yeah. lone game he played at Geico, which is a really big time development for someone who's going to just live in the paint and draw rotations and then hopefully be able to capitalize them consistently as a playmaker as well as a scorer. Yeah, no, he was really fun. Um, he was really solid in this game. Like like you mentioned, too, I was a he was somebody who I'd never watched before and coming into this game, uh, watching him at first. Like, OK, all right. This is a guy who can get to his spots. Uh, clearly has some shake like he's he's very much combo guard to me but then he had some really nice plays in pick and roll too and just good passes overall and uh yeah I, I i how do you feel about him defensively though i know it's hard with this this okill team's defense in general but um what did you think he gets after it and he's always been someone who plays with a ton of intensity especially at the point of attack it's of course it's going to Syracuse, so we're gonna to have to evaluate him in the context of a zone, which is my there. favorite thing to do. And so I I wish I had more to offer you, and I wish I was confident in us getting a real sample, not a gimmick next year. But we don't need to turn this into this kind of podcast. So Judah is is again the best prospect on Oak Hill to me. I think a prime one and done candidate who is being drastically underrated in the national rankings and is someone that I think is going to have a big year in the ACC next year. And I, but the point I do want to hammer home is like, get the threes up, get that three point rate up. I want to, I want to see like seven threes per 100 attempted. I don't care if you're the number dips a little bit, but in addition to the slashing, shoot the damn ball. Yeah, no, I'm going to agree with that for sure. Um, But yes, he was very fun. He was good. Um, Let's talk about Chris Livingston really quick. Uh, or it doesn't have to be really quick. Sorry, I didn't mean like that. No, I mean, um, so Chris has kind of done a 180 in terms of when he was younger, he was this big-time slashing athlete who just peaked athletic, not peaked, but developed athletically before everyone else. So he was just overwhelming at the rim. Like he was MVP of the U16s when he played with Team USA. Now is like a big-time shooter. And uh, the shooting appears to be pretty real. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, I thought watching him, I was pretty surprised. Um, or I shouldn't say, maybe surprised might be the wrong way to put it. But like, because the last time I had seen him was and in, in that Montford game, that was not really, I turned it off at halftime. Um, but my, like my priors on Chris Livingston were like, just, yeah, super good slashing athlete. And he showed that early in this game. Um, but yeah, he hit like a three lifting uh, from the right corner. Um, or I should just say the near court to the corner to the camera. Um, it was good. Like his form looks good. He's capable of getting it off of a couple of varieties of ways. Um, I mean, he had some stuff like, obviously you're not typically going to just flash somebody middle uh, to take a, a pull up too, but he's capable of doing that. Um, again, the passing isn't really quite there, but I do think he made some better reads in this game than I'm used to seeing uh, from like the stuff that I've seen in the past. Um, still not amazing, but like they're, they're not, it's not a very quick read, but like 
he made an open pass, so I think that's that's a win. Shall we acknowledge that the only place to go was likely up as a playmaker? Well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to be fair. I'm trying to be nice. Um, yeah, he's a kid. It takes time. Um, yes, it was- but so the thing the thing I do want to hammer home with Livingston is that the shooting. Well, yes, we can nitpick at the shot selection. The shot selection is very much something that you can get mad about if the shooting numbers aren't real, but he appears to be making them at a a pretty high clip and is getting them up a ton. So I'm very curious to see how everything else comes around. Kentucky is going to be an interesting team next year. I think they were kind of built around the idea of having Shaden as their primary creator with Kaysen off the ball, and now it appears that there might not be a Shaden. So Maybe they get active in the portal. Maybe they flip someone late, get a reclass. I don't know. Uh, but he's it's, somebody it's, who would benefit from playing alongside somebody who can get him the ball. Um, so. Which is a, which is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yes, that was it's... that was the overall point. Which is if Livingston, if the, if not having Shaden forces Chris to take on more ball handling reps, I am less enthused by the context. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to follow for sure. Um, did Reed. you have any Devin, Devin Reed? Reed. Yeah. Devin Reed. He has a strap. This is he definitely has this a strap. This is my guy. I Devin, like Reed. Devin Reed. So I have no priors on Devin Reed. And uh, watching Oak Hill at the Border League last fall, he's just intriguing. When, they, when you say, like, oh, you walk in the gym and you like pick out the guy, like the long term guy, it, this is what they look like six, eight, gorgeous shooting mechanics, slender frame to like put it nicely i would say but butting game off the bounce that was a development that i wrote about uh, for cerebro in one of our top row recaps which is his his development when he is run off the line getting to a pull-up even getting to the rim which was great i think he is someone who's more like a two or three year guy just because he's going to need time in the weight room for that frame to fully actualize and for the game to come to fruition but absolute strap at six eight with one of the most gorgeous shots you'll find in high school basketball. And he gets it off quick too, like yeah. very quick. Um, the defense was fun too. Like he was one of the few guys on Oak Hill who I felt was super active. Like um, they picked it up in the second half, but they're, I mean, they just kind of were standing in zone, which is like the worst thing of all time. <laughs> um, and like uh, he, and he was active in zone. So I appreciated that. He's still uncommitted right now. Cause he was part of LSU's class. Another LSU kid. Yes. Jordan Phillips, both decommitted. Um, I don't remember. I, I know it got announced that he was like looking at other places, but I can't remember where right now. But he will be interesting to follow for sure. Um, do you have any thoughts on Christian Reeves going to Duke? No. <laughs> okay. Um, um, Caleb Foster. I want to ask you about Caleb Foster. What are your thoughts? He really struggled in this game. Um, it would have looked better if the shots fell, but also like there was a reason that you're having to take a million off the dribble threes. Um, he wasn't getting to the paint a ton. Um, I do like, I, he's somebody who I would have to see play more to have a better, right. Concrete idea. But, um, as far as seeing him as like a lead guard, I wasn't really there. Yeah. Caleb is someone. So Caleb burst on the scene last guy. Go. Is he a 23 like, guy? I can't remember. He's a 2023 guy. Yeah. He's playing okay. in EYBL this year. Caleb burst on the scene last year with EYBL. I like the COVID Geico where he was shooting the shit out of the ball on these pull-ups. And I was like, oh, this kid can really shoot. And this is the idea of him. The shooting numbers have kind of fallen off a cliff in the past year, and they weren't much better at all in EYBL. 
the three-point numbers are their own animal. Like, I just don't think he's as good of a three-point shooter as he kind of needs to be, which is what you were getting at. But the stuff that was more telling to me, like either the threes are going to fall or they're not. The stuff was more telling to me, which was him getting walled off as an advantage creator. I'm struggling to finish around size, not really getting to the rim. All these, all the two-point attempts just being contested. He's someone that I, I would like to see some leaps from next year. Uh, as as a senior, I don't know if he's still going to be playing at Oak Hill. Obviously, they have a new coach with Steve Smith retiring. But there are some things that I'd like to see before he heads to Duke. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I, I'm in agreement with that. Um, do you want to hit it on anybody else in this? No, I'm good with Oak Hill. Which one of the Florida powerhouses do you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk. What do we want to talk? Let's talk. Oh, let's talk about IMG. I think I have a, a lot more to say about IMG than oh, I, I do have too. a lot to say about both. But um, can we talk? Let's yeah. talk about Keontae George first. Because uh, he played, I mean, him and Jarris both played Hoop Summit. Um, and they played against Montverde in uh, um, in Geico. Keontae is really good, man. <laughs> like, very, very good. Some of the shots that he hits are like, I mean, yes, this is what, like, he is like the combo guard right now, but also like a good combo guard. And I, 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 I as, we are the combo guard podcast. It was very worth noting. Like we appreciate combo guards because there are good combo guards and Keontae George is one in our opinion. Some of like, he had some wild finishes at the rim too. Um, his footwork is really, really impressive, especially on shooting. Like, like he's really good at attacking getting into the paint, um, you know, maneuvering through tight spaces. And he has really good verticality at the rim too, which is huge. Like there are a lot of combo guards who don't have that at the rim. He does. And being like 230 helps too. Um, oh, he's he's yeah. a big guy, <laughs> but he has, uh, like he's he has a frame. Yeah, I mean, like I think the idea of him totally makes sense. You see it, but like the the passing really blew me away in this game against Montverde and at Hoop Summit too. Like he's making really good and pretty quick reads out of pick and roll. I've been trying to like contain myself and not interrupt you for two minutes. I am have been screaming from the rooftops, especially after Geico. Keontae George deserves so much fucking credit for doing a complete 180 from the player I saw last summer. And so does IMG, like big shouts to IMG and the coaching staff and just completely getting it to buy in because the Keontae George I saw last summer was your typical combo guard who is entrusted with full autonomy in the offense, sells for a ton of bad process, pull up threes and yeah, he makes them because he's a damn good shooter. But like, are we really doing this? And I was just like, all right, I'm not, I'm not like falling for this. I'm not very enthused. I'm not impressed. And that is just not the player I saw at all last year. And I probably watched IMG or this year. I probably watched IMG like eight times, maybe even 10 across all the NIB stuff, NIBC stuff and Hoopal. He's now like, yeah, he's a combo guard, but I would even class like he's closer to an off guard. Like he's fully on off guard um, yeah. because the shooting he's going to play through the shot has ridiculous versatility. You hit on the footwork can has like gets real elevation on his jumper, which allows him to like shoot over contest. Had a couple of and one threes, just like really Dude, that lean in three that he hit was incredible. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> he tried he to draw like, a foul. He's like, oh, I'll just put it in anyways. So yeah, he's foul. just un he's unbothered by like a defensive presence in his face. And he was a, making shots and it just opens up the rest of his game to get downhill because the defenders have no choice but to lock and trail and stay on his hip because you can't like you gotta be in his airspace. So and defense too, as well. Like he is 
buying in. And they said on the broadcast that Sean Macklin, the head coach at IMG said, um, that's been the biggest development for him. And that's what from like practice and the games buying in, he's using that frame. He's bodying guys up at the point of attack. Like he gave Dariq some trouble. If I remember, he's correctly. got good like, hands. No. Yeah. He's, he's stripped yeah. Dariq once or twice. And like, active off the ball. Every time we do a top row uh, recap for Cerebro, I like write about Keontae because I'm so blown away uh, on yep. the strides that he's made. And I'm like, I literally went from being like, I'm not doing this at all to I'm fully doing this. And I'm irrationally excited for him at Baylor next year. Yeah. He's going to be good, man. I'm very excited. Um, and, and just to hit on the defense too. Like, so like he was, he tagged up multiple times at hoop summit, which like, I was like, Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Oh he, um, yeah. Cause he was playing he was a lot doing more. that at hoop hall yeah. as well. Yeah. He was doing that at hoop hall as well. Yeah. So good stuff. I I'm excited about him. Um, I'm trying to remember which play it was. He had, I I'm, I'm almost certain it was at hoop summit. I can't remember which big it was too, but yeah, he had, he had a lob getting walled off in the paint. Um, that was like, you need to, you need to see this. That I was like, I, I forgot to clip it, but it was, yeah, I was, I was very much like, okay, yeah, we're here. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very in on Keontae George. Um, let's wait, talk about before Jarrett. we, before oh, we, before we fully move off Keontae, uh, I want to read you some Keontae shooting stats. Okay. Six. Uh, this is going to be event by event. Eight for 12. In two games at Geico Nationals, seven for 20 in three games at the Metro Classic, good for 35%, seven for 17, 40%, 10 for 22 at the City of Palms. Like these are ridiculous volume in short span, and he's shooting anywhere from 35 to obviously the one game, one like eight for 12 is ridiculous, but anywhere from 35 to 45 on all these events throughout an entire year. Like I think some people are kind of underestimating how freaking real the shooting is yeah no for sure it seems like it and i'm very i'm just excited to watch him more and like you mentioned i'm excited for him at baylor that team they're just going to continue to be good at under scott drew uh so yeah let's talk about jaris who i i don't want to like again like i don't want to get too excited but like i think this is the guy i'm most irrationally excited about for next year like him at houston is Is, going to be i was gonna say that's gonna be so good i don't i can't think of a better fit like Oh my god! Uh, yeah, him under Kelvin <laughs> Sampson is gonna be awesome. They're gonna have Marcus Sasser back. Um, I'm trying to. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember who else. I know that they have like a million guys. Like Tremont Mark is gonna be back. Um, this team is going to be. They have another big time recruit as well. Um, oh, he do. plays for he plays for a local high school, but absolutely murdered EYBL last year. Terrence mm-hmm. Arsenault, like three oh, and yeah, D wing ish with great defensive instincts, shoots the shoots the cover off the ball, and is about as Houston as it gets, <laughs> along with Jairus. Yeah, I am so excited, man. Uh, the stuff, like, I texted you this yesterday. Um, I think it was the first text I sent you, actually. Um, the leap that he has made from where he was as a junior is insane. Like, he went from last year. I watched him because I wanted to see Jalen Duran for the first time, and I watched him play Montford. Jalen Duran and Caleb Houston for the first time. Also, shit. Langston Love's going to be at Baylor this year because he's going to be healthy. Oh wow, that's they, gonna be so. If funny. they get if they get a point guard, if they get a point guard in the portal who can get paint touches, they're going to be rough. good. Yeah, because I like Langston Love a lot. Um, yeah, uh, Jarris literally looks like a completely different player from where he was last year. Like he went from last year, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Like he's 
ridiculous athlete. Like the dude was 16 and he made Jalen Duran look like less of a professional athlete than he is. Yeah. And that's saying something. Um, but like, you could just tell like very similar, like we talked about with Omaha, like uh, testing the waters a lot. Um, I think a little bit more unhinged than where, where Omaha is at this year. Test, <laughs> testing the waters is doing a lot of work. Yeah, there. Uh, <laughs> definitely testing. Uh, but now he's like just a legitimate, like face up, point forward um i mean he plays center for img pretty much um he is fucking good the defense too like where the defense is compared to last year like that i went from last year i'm like this guy's going to be a defensive liability like wherever he's at if he's not swishing to now like the i'm trying to i clipped it earlier he blocked who shot did he block i want to say shot was it i can't remember who legit shot secondary leg, legit secondary rim protection yeah like he is good and the physicality is just fantastic his activity is really good the passing is good too like i just and his hand how do you let's talk about his handle his handle is no, like he, it's he can dribble it's solid like it's pretty fluid yeah. for his size um like he can he's it definitely just, gonna struggle with digs and shit but um like he can legit take people off the bounce um He's so good, man. He's gonna. This be is really this good. this is the Swiss Army knife wing two way who can dribble, pass, finish at and above the rim. Is a re- like big time athlete, strong as a bull, can move, protect the rim. You throw him on anyone. Like this is what you're looking for. This is what everyone's looking for right now. Like you, every team could use a Jairus Walker now. Obviously, people are going to employ him in different ways, and I'm curious in how the shot comes around. But you, everyone can employ this guy and. You, be that very valuable like him leaning going away from like just trying to be like a primary creator wing and just the leaning all the way into just being like i hate saying star role player because that's so like like it just like is like it, it like i get what you're saying totally like i you don't know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i don't just like doing, all being he's like, like a, doing all the little things to a ridiculously high level and it just all adds up to this incredibly valuable versatile wing who you can who can do anything and everything on both ends and i need to eat some i need to eat some shit real quick because two years back uh, i engaged in a wager with some people back home about they were trying to tell me that jairus would be better long term than amoni i told them they were crazy and on certain substances and so he placed a long-term wager on it so marcellus and aaron pro if you're listening to this I'm owning it. And and we are, this vet is very much more in play than I thought it would be. Yeah. We, we can say um, that. That's, that's funny. Uh, that is very funny. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, just to, just to use some of the Cerebro stuff uh, to go from, okay. So last year at Geico nationals, which is where I first saw him, you know, 7.3 CRAM, which is like, it's okay. It's not anything yeah. crazy to this year at Geico nationals, 12.4 CRAM. Uh, that's a pretty big jump up and it's uh, obviously there's a lot more that goes into it. I'll, I'll send a link for stuff uh, down below if anybody has questions, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm so impressed with him. I can't wait. I can't wait. He's going to be good, man. Uh, Already is good. I should say, but like, yeah, at the next level, even, even more enticing. Um, Yeah. Well, while we're on, first of all, this is fully going, this is, this podcast is fully inadvertently sponsored by Cerebro now. So we are going to shamelessly throw out, uh, the stats and metri- metrics you should subscribe you should read about the site we're gonna have content coming on this particular type of basketball the grassroots section coming soon while we're on that uh, 111 dsi that's big oh, time pretty good. which is uh which is the defensive metric that 
uh, we use. But yeah, um, moving on to Jet. You want to talk about like we can talk about Jet for a little bit. He was fun. Also, he just liked my, he liked my tweet that I put up on him uh, show, showing his, his, uh, his handle yesterday. Um, I always love a name searcher. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Sandro Mamakulishvili, who literally quote tweeted anything you ever put up of him when he was a senior. Um, or I don't remember if he was a senior, but you you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah I think he was a senior last year. Yeah. Uh, Jet was probably like as good as Jarris was and as good as Keontae was. Like Jet was the guy who really stood out for me. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Um, obviously, going to Michigan to play for his dad next year. Um, I know he – I was talking to somebody yesterday, Scout, who really liked how he how he's looked at, uh, at Jordan Brand in Chicago this week. Um, the shooting, very good. But the handle is what gets me, man. Like, he's got This is new. This is These are this new developments. New? Okay. These, these well, are these are new developments. Again, yes. like, not somebody who I view as being a primary, but watching him, I, I mean, he totally shook – who was who was defending him? I think it was Jalen Hochefino for a lot of the game. Yeah, and he just rattled him. Like he had like this really nice like he kind of sized him up a little bit, and then the second that that uh, Jalen took a wrong step, he's like, "Oh, I'm going." And it was it was nice. Like he's got real shake. He has like uh, I don't like saying wiggle, but like he has like <laughs> he's not just a straight line driver. Like he has like yeah. some like craftiness like going side to side. Um, that adds a little bit extra to, to when he's getting downhill and it doesn't really feel like he kind of like slithers downhill if that makes sense like he doesn't really go straight he just kind of like just like gets there I, yeah. and his finishing I, is really good the yeah. touch is fantastic jeb was awesome at geico and has been really good for img all year i don't want to get like two and over my head but i think he has potential to be the caleb houston that was promised in the michigan offense which is Caleb and Jed are both these big, they're these wing size shooters. And, and the shooting, to me, my biggest issue with Caleb this year wasn't the shooting. Like, I he think he's a system. better shooter. It was just everything else. Like, when he got run off the line and Michigan's X's and O's on offense are incredible and modern MPA stuff, aesthetically pleasing to watch, but also put their players in consistent, advantageous situations. And Caleb just, doesn't or didn't have the ball skills or athleticism to capitalize on that jet might and i i think he's someone who could absolutely thrive in that offense as a space floor spacer and then attacking in uh, their scheme yeah and the passing was really good too um yeah he's good he he's high really he's, yeah, he he's high really field. really good moments as a passer so i'm excited about him i didn't really key on him too much defensively um but yeah he was he was fun somebody i can't wait to watch more of especially in michigan next year um, do you want to talk about the Montford guys? Yeah, let's talk about it. I first before we fully get into it, of the teams you watched, where would you rank? And so Montford, Montford won the tournament. Of the teams you watched, where would you rank Montford in terms of like the best or like they're the ex best team? Uh so I know this sounds unfair because as good as Montford was, like they won this game as IMG, wasn't this their only winning as IMG this season? Yeah, they lost the they lost the other two. I low key thought IMG was better than Montford. Um, not that they were better, but like I oh no, I where mean, I'm where I'm going with this is that I think Montford was the third. Like Sun, we'll, get, we'll do Sunrise. Well, yeah, I was gonna do. I think round. it was. I think it was Link and then IMG. IMG. And Montford. I agree with you. Like I think yeah. I, I think like Montford winning this game was a testament to Derek Whitehead in the semis and a testament to Malik Renaud in the final. Uh, I do not think they had any business winning this tournament, but props to them. Uh, they got it out. That's what great programs do, do. And the coaching staff there is 
one of the best in the entire country, if not the best. The program is one of the best, if not the best. And that's what they do. But I just thought it was funny because I'm watching this game. I'm just like, IMG just had more dudes. And Dariq was... When well, can we also say, IMG plays like six guys. Like, yeah, and it's But Mumford does as well. Mumford, like, well, yeah, that's fair. was queen off the bench. Dude, their queen played about 70 seconds in this game. <laughs> They played Draven, who we're definitely going to talk. We're, I, I, we're definitely want to talk about Draven, but yeah, like I, I'm not Verd winning this tournament is just like a testament to the program because yeah. if we're just doing straight off dudes, I think they were the third most, we'll say, talented group there. Like, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, and I, 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 I like Jaden Bradley, so him missing was huge. Like, you could tell how much yeah. they missed having a true point guard. Like, obviously, Keontae was really good for them. Um, and Jirashi, I'm geez, I always say Jirashi. Jaris picked up a lot, of course, in terms of ball handling and whatnot as well. But I do think you could tell how much they missed somebody to set up them in the half quarter times. Um, I mean, let's start with Dariq because he is so interesting. And that, that leaks into talking about Hoop Summit as well. Um, I do not know what to think of him. This was uh, Ricky O'Donnell uh, from SB Nation pointing this out to us because he talked to uh, – he talked to Dariq at, at Jordan Brand uh, about, you know, if he's more comfortable shooting off the dribble or off the catch. And he said off the dribble, which makes sense because watching him, it's totally like that's yeah, totally I, the case. 100%. But it's so weird because I don't know what to think of him as a ball handler right now. Like, not that he's bad, not at all. Like, Dariq is like maybe like top three favorite prospects that I watched in, in all the grassroots stuff. Um, but where are you at with him, whether he's on ball or off the ball? So you, last night you sent me the comp. Uh, it was on the ESPN, the player comp was Jalen Brown. And you're like, oh boy, like this is not the comp. And I was like, okay, you're right. But like, hear me out. And the hear me out portion of this, where, where I think we like were in lockstep about, was that Derek has some things to refine in terms of his on ball process and actually reading what the defense is taking him and using the tool. Like he's a, He's a big frame. He's a strong wing who should get downhill more than he does. And I think he has made ridiculous leaps as a shooter, especially as a pull-up shooter. And what do guys do that made good leaps as a shooter? They want to show everyone that they can shoot. And like, I think that's, it's like someone needs to tell Derek, like, dog, we know you can shoot. Like, you don't need to prove this anymore. I'm not telling you never to shoot, but like, blend in some stuff at the rim like get downhill more and so that's something like his shot profile is going to be very interesting and something i'm tracking like he's kind of the antithesis of what i usually preach in prospects which is like shoot as many threes as like you can but for him i think like it kind of can seem like he settles at times but he was incredible in the img game the shot making getting buckets when it mattered most i had one of my the tweets i was most proud of which is it was the omar little quote you come at the tweet you come at the king you must not miss to said like Derek Whitehead after that because Derek, for all intents and purposes, like is the king of this of high school basketball right now. Like I think four Geico Nationals titles, including when he was like on an eighth grader on the team. Right? Maybe they won that year. Like th- he has multiple national titles, just consistent dominance, development. Uh, like his development on the ball is very is new and and pretty rapid is what I will say. So I think. He has some things to refine. I agree with you. It's not perfect, but I'm willing to buy into it long-term given the improvements that he's made in such a short time over the past like 18 months. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you feel about his feel? I hate phrasing it. How do you feel about his feel? But yeah, like, no, I think he has, I, 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 off. Like, I thought he definitely has better feel than Jalen when he was at this stage. Yeah. Jalen was, 
Jalen's Jalen's a very Jalen is a very unique case study who yeah. I would not suggest extrapolating. Oh, definitely. Yeah. From. No, I don't intend that at all. I just mean like. Oh, I didn't. Um, I wasn't saying you were. I was saying to him, like whoever listening because go watch that film. It is interesting. <laughs> him at Cal was wild, man. Like him, Ivan Rab, and like who else? Like that's Barry Bird, I think. Oh, if that team was like picked to be like top fifteen in the country or some shit, that did not. I, did I was not I was a hype beast. I picked them in my final four that year, and they oh, lost of course the first round. <laughs> They, yeah, they lost the first round. Who'd they play? I'm trying to remember. Jalen, I don't know who they played. Jalen fouled out. It was terrible. Like yeah, bad a, showing. A, a very bad team. Yeah, it was that the team was tough. Yeah. Tough on the eyes for sure. Um, but yeah, no, like I think he makes good passes. Like, and it's obviously yeah. that's not entirely field, but like um I I think he's like average in that regard. Or where are you at with that? Yeah, I think I don't think he's like a plus plus wing passer, but I think it's it's functional. I think he can get the job done. But to answer your initial question, where it's like, is he on the ball? Is he off the ball? I think it's both. And yeah. what it was encouraging, he had a nasty step back in Hoop Summit, but he had five threes, and I a lot of them were off the one. catch. So nice. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And so, but he had a lot of threes off the catch, and uh, his form is things to clean up in terms of just like shooting the right. His like shooting feel way. very different every time. Yeah, shooting the same way. Every single time definitely has some things to clean up, but I, I like the elevation and I th- like, I like his, I think it provides some versatility, especially off the ball, like off the catch. I think he's both. I, I would be hesitant to just like let him run my offense, which is like why I'm very keen on and hoping that Roach and Keels are both, I, I assume Roach is back, but that Keels comes back. So Dariq is like the third and hit, or maybe him and Keels can alternate two and three, but like you have someone like Roach who's going to get into the paint and then allow Dariq to play off him. I think Roach being there is a good situation. The spacing is going to be interesting with Phil Paskey and Lively and then Mark Mitchell as well. But I, I think Jeremy Roach is going to be a big beneficiary for him. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to hit on is the defense. Like, his defense is sick. I like yeah. his defense a lot. Like, he is, uh, again, this is why I don't like Thompson a ton, but, like, he is, like, the complete opposite of where Jalen was at at Cal. Like, I mean, he is really good off the ball, too. Um, I, I mean, he showed it at Hoop Summit. I thought he showed it in this game. Like, he's pretty aggressive in playing off of his matchup if he knows he has the opportunity to and, like, digging into the lane. He's really good on the ball. Um, I like his hands. Uh, super physical. Like I, yeah, I'm I'm very in under Yeah, and I think we're both like in terms of the high school prospects. I would have Nick Smith and Dariq one two, splitting hairs as to which is quote unquote higher in like my preseason rankings. But very clear, like that. This is a top half Lotto guy to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who else you want to talk about for Montford? Uh, you want to talk? I know you had something to say about Malik Bruno. I don't. I, this is my first time seeing him, so I didn't have a ton on him. Um, he's very skilled, like super, super skilled. Super skilled. big. Uh, I his feel footwork ba- is really damn good. Like twenty five years too late in the yeah. game of basketball. Unfortunately, like I think he's going to be an incredible, incredibly good college player. I'm unsure of the like long-term NBA outlook. I think it's very much hindering on whether he shoots threes or not because like he's an old school four, but the footwork, the finishing craft, uh, it's really, it's really fun to watch. And uh, some college team is going to get a stud. He's also on the market. I'm committed. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, who else do you want to hit on from this group? You want to talk about Huchifino? Yes. Uh, I, 
So I tell you again, I texted you right away. I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested in Jalen, you know, and this is not meant as slander. Like I first watch him, like the passes he makes. I love it. Like he's so good. If he just gets to the middle of the floor, he doesn't even need to scan. He just makes really good reads, really good passes. High feel, always looking to kick in transition. I don't think, did he make a shot in this game? Because I don't, I don't recall. He, yeah, he passed up. Like he didn't, he did not look to shoot from three. Um, the finishes on the inside were rough. Um, like he's an, he's an interesting player for if anything can develop out with his scoring game, but like, there is just not a lot there right now. Um, but the, I mean, I do think he had some good moments defensively uh, other than when he was guarding Jet Howard. Um, but yeah, I, that, that was, it was a little bit tough seeing, seeing him pass up some of the shots and some of the shots that he did take. Yeah, the problem with the Trevino and like the reason why I kind of was like Adam and like I'm not that in is because I did the same tree that you did, which is like, oh, this is pretty interesting, like making good passes, getting into the paint, strong as a finisher. And then you zoom out and it's like this is an he's not a primary. And it, that was like very evident in the sense that whenever Montverde played Sky Clark or Draven, they just were their flow is so much better because someone's getting to the paint. Like Jalen's not getting to the paint. He's physical and he can get, and he can leverage his size as a slasher, but he's not breaking down the defense. It's like an off ball complimentary guard slash small wing. And in order to do that, you got to shoot the ball and the shooting numbers are pretty bleak, which is where I'm reserved. Like that's ultimately what it comes down to, to me. I, there is things to like, but I think as a whole, it kind of breaks down if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Would be, that, that would be like my fair analysis. Um, um, you want to talk about Mitchell? Yeah. What are your what are your Dylan Mitchell thoughts? Um, he didn't really stand out a lot for me in this game. Um, he had some nice uh, some nice rebounds. Sounds very dismissive. I don't mean it like that, but like he had some really <laughs> good displays of athleticism. Um, but I, I just felt like he was pretty quiet in the IMG game if we're being completely honest. Like I didn't like, he had a nice pull-up, uh, like pull-up two off of a DHO take in hoop summit, um, had a few nice dunks, but he really did not stand out for me just to be completely honest. Big time vertical leaper. Very, very, he, he springs off the ground and he gets up there quick. So big time vertical leaper, but yeah, I, I struggle to see the vision long-term as an, as in like the lottery guy or top 20 or guy that like he's getting pitched as just because he's a wing and yes, the defense can be good at times, but I also think like he gets, he can get burned on the ball, but the offense is just like too much for me to look past, honestly, because he's wing size. Like he's not going to be a full, like, I think his eventual outlook is like, a Gary, like it's like the Gary Payton role or Gary Payton, the second and like Bruce Brown role, which is like operating, like doing all the big man things. And as a, as like a guard size, because he can make some interesting reads on the, like on like a short roll. And he is a actual lob threat because of how much, like how the, because of the vertical athleticism, but I think his NBA stuff is like very much contextual based because he's not creating off the bounce. He's hesitant as a shooter right now. And you can see that like it was your, just your takeaway that like he blended in or he was kind of just floating. Like I've found that, that it happens a little too often for my liking throughout the year. Yeah. No, 100%. And I mean, definitely somebody to watch and see what he can develop because um, he's going to do, correct? He's going to Texas. Oh, well, that's – oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, he's going to Texas. Him and that <laughs> – Dylan Mitchell, I love Chris Beard to death. 
Dylan Mitchell in a Chris Beard offense is that doesn't <laughs> whoa okay uh yeah um <laughs> sorry uh that was that's wow okay uh where do you want to go next um do you want to Draven talk about oh, Draven I don't have a ton of thoughts on him um uh, so enlighten Draven. me so I was it's really unusual because I was I'd never seen Draven really play other than Geico because he joined Montverde mid-year, didn't really play a ton at Hoopal, and I hadn't seen him last summer. So basically no priors. Springy athlete and just made plays. Like he's quick, he dives into the paint, he's aggressive. And just when Montverde needed a, a like something, he kind of just gave it to them while there was a big three transition dunk, diving into the paint to then kick out. Like I just found that he did a lot of things. Someone I'm tracking very closely in EYBL, watched the game of his past weekend. But yeah, I definitely want to give him a shout out. Uh, someone in the 2023 high school class that I'm continuing to rise on. And if the shooting stays for real, the playmaking needs to improve. But right now he's kind of a scoring guard who's just like downhill and leverages the quickness and, and uh, leaping. But fun player who I think I thought showed up pretty big for Montford this week. At, well, not this week, at Geico. Yeah, um, he's definitely someone I want to see more of. I didn't have like... I. I don't want to say that I didn't pay attention to him, but something I'm trying to learn more from like watching this many prospects at one time is like how to pick yeah, up on that. It's so a lot. It is a lot, especially when I was like, it actually, in some ways, it was almost easier live, like being there on the ground and seeing that many guys play at once. It almost felt easier to just kind of soak it in, but like watching on a screen, it can be a little bit harder. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but it just kind of, that's where I'm at. So um, do you want to hit on anything else from, from guys, so Geico or Hoop Summit before we uh, dive into more? I want to talk KJ for a little bit because KJ is consensus-wise a top three recruit in 2023. So I think I, w- I want to talk about him a little bit. Okay, yeah, go for it. What are your thoughts as someone who had never seen him prior so to So Kwame Evans, correct? Yes. Uh, he looked really rough in this game. Um, I want to see a lot more from him or – that just in general, like I thought defensively, he really struggled to make an impact uh, either on or off the ball. That wasn't negative. He got blown by a ton. On, yeah, on the, the POA stuff was pretty tough. Um, strength wise, he wasn't there. Um, finishing wise, like he he missed most of his shots. Um, he struggled to finish through contact. Uh, the handle was pretty erratic. Um, I I don't know. Like I thought he was probably the quietest prospect in this game. So my thing with KJ is this, he's 6'9", and has, like, he's an enticing frame for this modern four. And the idea that I was pitched on was someone who had, like, real ball skills. But the problem is he's just not there athletically right now, like, from a burst standpoint or a strength standpoint. So even if the handle improves, you're still looking at someone who has, like, some hurdles to overcome in terms of blowing by guys and putting actual pressure on the second layer of defense. So it kind of resorts to him just being a floor spacer and the jump shot. It's not bad. Like the jump is not bad. I think he's actually like a decent shooter for his size, but I'm just like, I kind of find myself looking for more uh, that it, it doesn't have to be wild. It doesn't have to be erratic, but just whether it be attacking closeouts or, you know, handling and transition, something of that nature that, that kind of expands on, uh, the jumper. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I, uh, I'm there with you. Like I, um, I, I, if, if the jumper, uh, comes together, then I see it. Like, I think that he does, like you mentioned, I do think he has some interesting stuff. Like he, I don't want to say fluid with the sandal, but like 
just being six nine and having a, being able to attack off the dribble like he did he did a couple times but again the, the finishing was a problem but if he can just get the shot there then i yeah. i see it a lot more um so yeah definitely somebody to keep note of and see how he develops next year agreed uh, let's move on to the grassroots stuff tell <laughs> yes, us, first this of all, is what i'm most excited weekend. for man tell us about your weekend in uh, in indianapolis it i unfortunately amazing uh yeah i, w- I was upset. very bummed you couldn't be there too but yeah I'm i upset. had i had such a good time <laughs> man uh so first quick story time um pd and i went together uh and it was at the pacer pacer pacers jesus christ we went to uaa it was at pacers athletic center um which is like in the middle of bumfuck indiana westfield indiana <laughs> it literally like i thought it was a school uh just like in the middle of a, a field um so we had to park in overflow parking because we got there like just before the game started and we went the wrong way. We did not take the sidewalk. We walked around like where this, these soccer fields are at behind it. And there's a fence to get over to Pacers Athletic Center. So naturally, I'm like, well, we'll just hop the fence. And I don't feel like walking back around to overflow and, and having to take, you know, 15 minutes to walk back around and miss part of the first game. Uh, well, I made the mistake. I normally am like a pretty balanced and coordinated person. Um, I forgot that I had a backpack on. So I like jump over this fence and I'm about to stick the landing. And then the backpack like catches some wind or some shit. And I ate shit and it had rained the day before. So I walk into Pacers Athletic Center. My entire right side is just dripping in mud. Um, So I went to the bathroom and like cleaned up right away. But I looked uh, I looked very scrubby for about the first hour uh, of being there. Um, So that was my literal introduction to grassroots. I got two. Well, I got PD two probably has an even better story on that. What this one that's that's an amateur hour. If I was there, I, I don't think we would have walked the wrong way or wrongfully navigated our way around uh, in, the, in Pacers Fieldhouse. Secondly, if I was PD w- with you, I would have been like, not nah, Mark, like you go ahead. Like I'll, I'll walk in like two minutes after. Like I don't know this. Yeah. Guy. Good, for you. <laughs> Good for you. What a, what a guy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, a plus teammate, a plus teammate grade as always. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we we got in. It, I was extremely overwhelmed at first. I think it's the best way to put it. Like, um, I it's knew lot, there were going to be a lot of courts going on at the same time. I didn't know there were going to be twelve uh, that were all rotating games <laughs> at the exact same time. Like the amount of basketball that existed was kind of just amazing. Um, I went from like very unsure of how to handle myself at first to like okay, I think I know what I'm doing to then I was like, just darting around from game to game. I circled out what I wanted to go see who I hadn't seen yet. Um, It was an awesome experience. And like seeing the amount of people who I knew there was kind of wild. Like I felt like half the division one coaches in America uh, were there, um, which was kind of wild. The, I mean, it was packed like straight up. I mean, like at least quite a few hundred people in there. And for the size of the building, it was pretty big. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Um, as for watching live games, that was awesome. Like, it is just mm-hmm. a totally different animal, totally different feel being in and watching games live. I don't know how else to – like, I've been to live games before, but going with the purpose of scouting. And, like, just to, to note, too, I had never seen any of these guys play before, like, ever. Um, so that made it even more – Again, like I'm somebody like, as you know, I like very much to be prepared. I do not like coming in (laughs) and not knowing things. So I came in um, and it was a little bit frightening at first, but then like, I don't know, just getting to go in and like 
witness guys games for the first time and watch it kind of develop in front of you is amazing. And then there were like a couple guys who I'm going to hit on that. I made sure I saw a second or third time because they just had popped that much. Um, and it was, it was awesome, man. Uh, very fun. I can't recommend. So I've only been to EYBL events, but I, they used to have, are they still and only rocks Nike gear? Yeah. (laughs) We're not doing this. Uh, we are, we're fair to all circuits. Hey, so I don't, I I actually have another funny story. So I went from, uh, I, I thought we were going to Adidas first because Adidas was going on at the exact same time, about 10 minutes away from UAA happened. They, I, I don't I don't know entirely what happened with that, but PD tells me after I get to Indianapolis uh, or like right before we get to Indianapolis um, that it's an Under Armour event. So I get there with all my Adidas shit. That Are you wearing Adidas gear? I was, oh, well, I got there and PD was like, yeah, it's Under Armour. And he asked me to get him. I had to get him a pair of shoes too because he, uh, he had to change it up late too and had some weird stuff with his flight. But I had to go to Foot Locker like, you know, like three hours before like the first game starts or whatever. And I had to go buy some Under Armour. It was, uh, I, that's gonna be the biggest hurdle for me. That's going to be the the only pair of Under Armour shoes that I think I will ever own, but (laughs) it had happened now. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I I did not mean, no, what I was saying is I, so I grew up, I grew up in the Maryland, in Maryland suburbs, Boo Williams in Hampton, Virginia is about a three and a half, four hour drive my extremely kind and supportive parents would drive me before I had my license to Boo Williams to take in the action. We'd stay overnight. They loved it because they like saw me like in my element. And I, it was my favorite thing in the world. Uh, like when I was a high school kid, even going back to middle school, I probably went three years in a row. I'm trying to think I cannot recommend enough. Like obviously from a scouting standpoint, it's valuable to see these guys and get priors and establish data points. But just as a, if you like basketball, grassroots is the most fun thing because and mark said it like where else are there 12 basketball games going on at once it's just mass chaos but in the best way possible it's just like like you're overdosing on basketball and that's like my dream um so that's I, i cannot recommend that enough like if you're in the vicinity of a grassroots event uaa nike adidas um any of them i i would just say like make that trip you certainly won't regret it it's the best it's the most fun i have doing all this basketball stuff yeah no it was so awesome man like i i could go on and on and on about it but yeah i should actually dive into the guys who stood out yeah shout some guys yeah like ah, man where do i even want to start like the guy for me who i'm probably going to write about a bit in our next top row segment um which i'm excited to get into um blue cane was fantastic uh i'm trying to hold on let me find out let me go back and make sure i have his team right i want to say he was on uh b maze i'm pretty sure um, yeah, out of tennessee. He, he, he runs a b maze yeah and so he's from tennessee goes to knoxville catholic which is a smaller school there um it was kind of wild because we got there pd had told me like i had pd, PD went through and like circled all the guys he's like yeah these are guys that you want to make sure that you watch today um so I went, I watched him. He was just to give a rundown on him as a player. I think he's about like six, three, six, four. Um, he, he played lead for the most part um, with them at first. Like he's a, he's a really interesting athlete. Like he's saying that he's stiff would be the wrong way to put it, but he doesn't have like a ton of like uh bend necessarily. Like he's much more of like a really good handle. Um, he's got like pretty, pretty solid burst downhill, but his vertical pop is nuts. Like he is really, really popular on the rim. 
um, had some fantastic finishes on the inside. The jumper was going for him. He had some good floaters, drew contact well. Um, it was just kind of wild because I was sitting with a group of D1 coaches on the baseline. And like, uh, gosh, probably like two minutes into this game, the, the, it was the second game I watched them. They're playing Canada Elite, who had some really good prospects as well. Um, so like I just start hearing all these coaches be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, <it's hilarious. laughs> this is a four-star prospect. He's a top 100 player in the 2023 class. And there's like six D1 head coaches sitting next to me that have no idea who he is. And they start calling and texting people. I was just like, that was like the funniest moment of, of my time there. Um, but yeah, there's, your passing, there's the real introduction. I mean, he was like, so from a standstill, he's making like cross uh, cross court skips. Um, he had like every pass in his bag. It was really damn good. I mean, they had a, a couple other prospects on the team that were interesting as well for B Mays, but he really stood out. Um, I thought he was probably for, for me, probably the best prospect that I watched um, in my time there, um, at least in terms of performance. Um, I'm not entirely sure what, the, like, I have to watch him a lot more times in terms of thinking of, like, actual potential. Like, I think he could be, like, a high major starter potentially in time. Um, and, like, right now I'm trying to think where is he. I have – yeah, he has offers from Georgia Tech, South Carolina, Syracuse. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, but definitely somebody to keep, to keep on your radar because he, uh, he is good. Yeah, so you took so you took the UAA. I've been watching EYBL. Um, going to have an article out on Cerebro in this is probably dropped tomorrow uh, in a few days, which is going to go pretty in depth on uh, I think five. I'm going to hit on five guys across all three circuits. I don't want to totally give spoilers, so I'm going to give a couple quick shouts. I'll highlight three guys that I liked uh, from EYBL. Not necessarily like them, all varying to varying degrees. First guy, um, Amir Ali, is a I think I'd pronounce it right. 2024, who actually is at Mount Verde right now. Yeah. Didn't play. And he was flamethrowing. Absolutely. Just taking wild stuff off the bounce and was making them at a ridiculously high rate. Pretty like he plays really straight up and is skinny, but at six, eight has some playmate, like has some handling stuff, has real passing chops. So he's someone that if he can learn how to like get it downhill and like actually you and like, have a better shin angle attacking downhill and maybe pick up some weight, like add some muscle in the weight room. He's someone I'm definitely intrigued by, uh, especially if the shooting keeps up. Another shout I want to give to Aiden Holloway, someone I've loved watching all year, playing alongside Robert Dillingham in the uh, team CB3 backcourt. Aiden's just so fucking good and like has been so good all throughout the year. The best, my favorite part of it. So he's super small, six feet tall, about probably a buck 60. So the NBA projection is tough, but what I love about him is like, he played alongside two other point guards or JJ is kind of a combo, but two other smaller guards at Lalumir and is now playing alongside another small guard and Robert Dillingham. And he just doesn't force anything like knows how to pick his spots so well. Handle is extremely functional, has wild touch in the mid range as a pull-up shooter with the bag of floaters, just insanely skilled and is going to be a damn good college player. And is someone I think is probably under ranked in the consensus rankings. Last guy, number one overall player, number one player in the country, DJ Wagner. Everyone's got to settle down. We got to, we got to take a little chill pill because when I was on the ground at Hoop Hall, DJ played the worst game I've ever seen him play. And maybe the worst game I've seen from like a number one, like a deserving number one player, uh, just got absolutely blitzed by Calvary Christian. And this was coming off the back of them losing my double digits to Montverde. 
as you can tell, uh, and as you know, people in basketball are most certainly not prisoners of the moment and definitely don't over-exaggerate things that just happened into causing mass panic. That definitely doesn't happen in discourse. He cleaned it up, I thought, with a very good performance on Monday against Milton and uh, some other top 50 guards, Ken Carlisle and uh, Bruce Thornton. But DJ was incredible in Orlando. Uh, 36% usage and put up 24 points per game on, on, I believe, 58% true shooting. So just ridiculous to maintain that efficiency and put up that scoring output in terms of volume with the usage and the three, he didn't, he shot 32% of three, nothing crazy, but uh, the makes and the attempts were difficult, both off the bounce and off the catch. The handle is maybe the best handle I've scouted in terms of advantage creation and just breaking down the point of attack defender and getting into the paint. The playmaking has some, has some ways to go, but uh, his passing windows are ginormous because he just gets into the paint whenever. And so DJ Wagner is someone I'm very, very high on and everyone should stop overthinking. This is my long-winded rant. I have a couple more guys I want to shout out to. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I got the Derek queen experience for the first time uh, <laughs> yeah. watching him play. What a wild prospect, man. Yeah. He was yeah. so fun. Uh, he went from like, I'm trying to remember what team it was. I think it was team thrill. Um, yeah. He, he runs with thrill. Yeah. He's team thrill. And he played with uh, Michael Moore, who's uh, IMG's like sixth, seventh man, uh, who was solid in that game too. But um, they played, they played a team from Nebraska who was outgunned for the most part. Um, Derek went from like, he didn't do anything like the first five minutes. And then in like a 45 second stretch, this man had like a putback. It literally like, when I say this guy, so he's like he's one of the top prospects in the twenty. I was gonna say you gotta you gotta describe him before yeah. you go. He's into, this, six this nine. Is he is listed yeah. at two twenty. He is like two fifty, man. Like he yeah. is big. Um, I don't mean like that, but just like actual size was massive. Like I. And wait, I thought, real before you continue, what do you think the vertical is? Uh, I have a higher vertical than Derek Queen. Um, hundred percent. I've never seen you jump, but I know you do. Yeah, he. Uh, no, like straight up, like 100% below the rim finisher, 100% <laughs> below the rim finisher. Like I am not convinced yet that Derek Queen can dunk. Um, it did not happen in game any of the times I saw him, but like, I mean this, like it, I, this is not, again, it's not meta slander at all. It's just more like the stuff that he does is wild. Like, again, like he's this really 45 like second really stretch, he like just, he just like flipped the switch. He's like, all right, fine. I'll play hard now. And he like, played some really damn solid defense, had a good moment of verticality, blocked the shot, ran the floor with the ball. Um, like just has like a really sneakily, not even sneaky. Like it's very loud. Like he had a good drive on like a small, like just taking them off the balance, getting to the rim, not getting up around the rim, but like having just a good craft finish. Like his touch is insane. He has like you can pass. ridiculous touch. Like, it doesn't look like it should go in at all, but he just kind of just like flips it up into the hoop and it goes in. Um, he's good. I mean, banking stuff too. Like he has shown stuff as like a, like jumpers off of post ups. And um, yeah, like you mentioned, the passing is mostly like, it'll come from like, I have two guys on me, so I'm going to pass the ball, but like it's quick passes. Like they are good passes. He does not set screens currently. Um, I would like to see him set screens at some point and, and do dribble handoff things. Um but like it was just hilarious because his coaches were like, it was like the, just to, to give you some more, 
Um, he does not like crossing back to, to play defense most of the time. So he will, <laughs> he will stand at half court and try to try to swipe for steals. Um, and after about the third time in a row he did this, his coach stands up. And he's like, hey, Derek, are you okay? And Derek puts his thumbs up. He's like, yeah, man, I'm good. And he's like, then get the fuck back. And it's like, <laughs> he did not. I can promise you, he did not do it. Um, and again, like, he's just so good. Like, he can kind of do whatever on the court. Um, ridiculously fun player. And I cannot wait to watch more of him as he continues to grow as a prospect. Because when he does turn it on, like, he's got insanely good hands on defense. Um, he just does enough, like, sliding, like, He's going to get eaten alive if he's asked to play drop of any sort. But like if he puts some things together as a jump shooter and he did shoot in this game, too. Like, I think he finished with like 20 ish points, like 12 or 30, like one of the best rebounders I've ever seen, too, uh, without jumping. Like one of the best rebounders I've ever seen. He was so good, man. Um, so I was on a pod, I was on a podcast last week and I shared a story where I'm watching the Mavericks with my friends. And one of my friends who like really knows basketball turns and he's like, dude, like how the fuck? does Luca work this shouldn't work like how does he make sense in terms of his athleticism and just how he's slow like like just in terms of sheer speed and burst and acceleration he doesn't have it yet no one can stay in front of him ever and like I don't want to turn this into the nerd out of over like his change of pace and his masterful understanding of angles and all that like we know all that but Luca I think he still will always be the king because he's just gonna he's on a wild NBA trajectory of like this shit shouldn't work but it does but enter Derek Queen in in this conversation of like this shouldn't work I have no idea how this works but it does because he's damn good at basketball like really damn good at basketball like insanely good. and yeah I think I think there is I don't I'm not I like like the frame is a big advent it's a big advantage for him because I, I don't believe that like if he cuts weight that he all of a sudden becomes this vertical athlete. Like, I don't think it works like that. Yeah. So in my opinion, if you're not going to have the vertical pop, you should at least have the strength to displace guys and then finish on, around with the space that you created. So, but with that being said, I do think there is some low hanging fruit for him to cut some weight. And oh, be there a is bit... more than some low. Yeah. No, well, yeah, I like, thought you meant his game overall, but yeah, like he definitely. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I'm talking about just like the frame and, and overall weight stuff. Um, I, I think slimming down a little bit is should be on the table and i'm sure the Mont, people at Montbert are handling that but I, I by no means am i saying like like cut all the weight because yeah. I, it's a huge it's a huge well, yeah, and it's worth game. knowing too like he's 16 years old man like i yeah yeah, it, yeah. It he's ways, like, there, ways to go he's, he's I, i'm just saying like yeah in the sure. in the short term yeah. but ridiculously skilled basketball player and someone i cannot recommend enough watching yeah he is so fun man uh just a couple quick shots i won't go too long um I really like Atlanta Express was my favorite team that I watched there. I have um, I have them on the docket to watch. They if as soon as you watch them, hit me up. Uh so they have Steven Castle, who's a four-star who's going to Yukon. Um, they have Ja'Kai Newton, four-star going to Indiana. Um, both were really, really solid in this game. Like Steven Castle was just about the best athlete I think I saw uh at UAA. Um, he had like just to give you perspective, like he was like standing underneath the rim without moving at all, caught the ball off an inbounds and just two hand dunk head above the rim, like effortless, effortless leaper. Um, he has a lot in terms of like his handles, like a, a little bit mechanical, um, but like he is he's got really good craft with the ball. Honestly, like he's a good finisher. Part of that is like I think he's six, six, um, like just a really 
solid scoring wing scoring guard. Um, I'm interested to see how the passing develops because that's not really completely there for him yet. I, I think like defensively he can show some stuff at the point of attack. I'm interested to see um, more from him as an off-ball defender too as he grows into that more. Um, Ja'Kai Newton is fun. Like he did not play a ton in this game because he went out with an ankle injury, uh, but he low-key reminds me a lot of Deuce McBride, like very much like that football mm. first player. Um, yeah. But I actually think he might have like a little bit more downhill athleticism than Deuce. Uh, so I'm really interested to see him at Indiana because they do need like Tamar Bates will be there still. But actually, no, did Tamar transfer? I can't remember. Um, uh, I don't know if Tamar. I don't know what Tamar deal is. Yeah, I don't remember. But regardless, I like Ja'Kai a lot. He D's up extremely well. Like, so just to give you perspective, this Atlanta Express team like is like pressing the entire time. They play pretty much no middle. Like they're playing sh- two to the ball constantly just super athletic in your face. Like they were up like 20 and their coach is still yelling at them to play defense. Like that's the kind of team that they are very fun. Um, but the guy I wanted to shout out most, somebody who I'm, I, I'm not talking about NBA or anything like that, but more just, I'm really interested to see what he can do in college. He's not currently committed. His name is Daniel pounds. Um, he's a power forward in this upcoming class. He had a play because they play a, a no middle brand. He had a play where he went baseline to baseline on a closeout and slid after jumping. Uh, that's the shit, man. Like, and he was like, <laughs> he, you know, that that is like the kind of thing where I'm like, if you put together anything offensively, you can play on my team. Um, I'm pretty sure he's from he's from Georgia. I think he has. I'm looking right now. Yeah, he has. It says I, I take with a grain of salt. Rivals list him as having interest from Auburn and Georgia and Florida State right now. I see him as a Florida state guy, 100%. Um, I liked his feel for the game, like, especially for his role. Like he didn't make any boneheaded passes. He put together a couple of dribbles to get towards the rim. And he had like this, I think this Atlanta express team, they were playing Kalel Ware's old team, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Arkansas elite. And, uh, I think they had 12 dunks in this game. Like (laughs) it was insane. Like they just ran the break like crazy, but yeah. He had multiple lobs. Like he's a, a good at rim finisher. He's definitely again, he's undersized. I think he's about six seven or six eight, but just really, really good high motor athlete. Who I think, if he puts together, you know, anything offensively, uh, which not to say that he doesn't have anything, but just from what I saw, like he's a little bit limited right now. Um, he is going to be a good college player. Um, I'm very excited about him. <laughs> so yes, um, I think. There are definitely other guys I could hit on, but I'm going to wait to to put them into our write-up. Um, it was awesome, man. I can't wait to go out to another event soon. Um, this has been definitely the longest podcast we have ever done. Uh, I go it was for two more hours. <laughs> I could, man, honestly. Um, I think I took 14 pages of notes uh, during my one day at UAA. So uh, <laughs> I was excited. It was a good time. Um Last shout out because PD would kill me if I don't. Efiosa Oliogwu um, is a 2024, or it might be 2025 prospect. 20, he's 25. He's, yeah, 25, he's 25. He played at Canada Elite. The first game I saw him, they played Riverside Hawks, and I think he had 25 points. Uh, play, so he's playing up at 17U. He was good. It was weird. Like he's there, still there seemed to be some 2025s playing up and playing. Yeah. Uh, Kopi, give a quick shout. I haven't watched him, but someone who popped during the high school season. Uh, and like was like fifth in scoring as a 15 or playing two years up, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, he was uh he was really nice. So definitely somebody to keep track of um out of Canada. 
Um, and then last shot, Os Osiris Grady might be the best undersized rebounder I've ever seen. Um, it's six, seven, uh, played out of, I can't remember which Nevada team it was, but they played B maze in that, that first game that I saw them and he was everywhere. Uh, not currently a shooter, but like such a ridiculous rebounder and interior finisher. So interested to see how that goes. Um, uh, Jake, do you have anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? No, I'm going to, I'm going to save my guys in the vault. I'm working on a piece right now again uh hoping to be out from monday and tuesday it'll be on cerebro highlighting some guys across all the circuits i'm going to be on the road uh, probably with mark at some points throughout the summer so if you enjoyed this grassroots episode and some coverage you're in luck because there will be more if you didn't i'm sorry um but yeah that's all i got and uh thank you guys for listening if you made it this far uh, you are a real true friend of the program. So and thank you guys for listening as always. Yeah. Well, Jake, I'll talk to you later, man. To everyone listening, thank you for listening. Most importantly, have a rest of your day. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit us up on Twitter at Tag of the Roll. Have a good rest of your day.